What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the next episode of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 33, coming at you with our first semifinal matchup of our NCAA champion duels. Um, and I'm excited to get into this stuff today, guys. Um, joined by by the regular crew, um, and we're we're stoked to get talking. Uh, it, we're excited to be joined by the regular crew because a lot of them just choose to take the day off. You know, whenever <laughs> they want. I knew uh, it was coming. Some of them for All for right, good reasons. Bust my balls. You know, some of us, some of them are uh, are college coaches and have meetings and you know actual job related things. And then there's Jack that just likes to sleep. So hey, I'm honest, at least. <laughs> that's probably lying over there he's oh, sleeping yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> even I'm if he's lying me. at least there was communication <laughs> dude i it. honestly have never communicated the lot no. <laughs> yeah i would have yeah. been there if i knew yeah uh-huh just lost track of his days apparently <laughs> dude i swear i did <laughs> all right what well, happens uh, when he gets out to new york man you don't know what's happening uh yeah, yeah. i'm changing already I'm just going to be a different person soon. <laughs> yeah, the New Yorker. Uh, Earl, how you doing today? Uh, doing great. Had a little block party in my cul-de-sac last night. A uh, lot of fun. Kids running around, illegal fireworks, all kinds of good stuff. Earl, Earl, did you like look for the ugliest t-shirt that you had to wear today? it's getting intense you dug it out from the bottom of the freaking drawer (laughs) it's getting intense we're getting down down to the nitty-gritty today so all right okay (laughs) there's no no collusion jacob no collusion no collusion (laughs) see that's that's proof well there there might be collusion it just might be two different people because i have a new wallpaper on my phone jack I I can't see Uh, it, but I know what it is. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Why? (laughs) Wow. These two have been scheming, huh? This is collusion. Uh, Complete coincidence. But uh, that what's the guy's name? Uh, Ross. uh, I forget his last name. Um, On Twitter, been coming out with all the cool singlet edits. Um, And I've been been just kind of like rolling through those, putting different ones up. And he came out with a couple of like, you know, USA ones yesterday. And. I just love that that singlet, Dude, man. Sorry, Jack. It's cool say, as crap. Virginia Tech has some sick gear. Like, they do. Really cool stuff. When they go to nationals, they get like Air Maxes and their really? own like, customized shoe. Yeah, dude. They they get uh, geared up for sure. It's really cool. I'll give it to them. Awesome. Well, we know we know where all the money in Virginia is going. I guess. Yeah. Well, did you see what uh what um. Who posted it? Spay posted on his Twitter, like the no. difference between their baseball, like how much uh, schools put into baseball and how much schools put into wrestling, and they like subtracted it. Virginia was second, and Virginia Tech was in the top five. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like a $3 million difference for Virginia. Really? Wow. That's a big difference. Go look at Granted, that. you know, like our, our baseball team used to be really good. They suck now. We live next to some baseball players. These dudes partied every single night. I swear. Every single night you'd hear them. Deuce, 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 deuce. You're like, wow. How are you doing this? You guys are machines. Like, I, my buddy lived right next to him. And so he would go to bed with, like, it just blaring. And he gets so pissed. It was Jay, ILO. And he'd knock on their door every single night being like, hey, y'all got to turn the music off. It's good. I like it. But you got to stop. 
And eventually he got so annoyed that he called the cops on him. <laughs> and like just started calling the cops on him over and over again until they stopped. <laughs> wow. That's, That's funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's cool to like, you know, as somebody who didn't play college sports, you know, go to if you going to Georgia, football is a like is a religion. Like those dudes, you might as well be like walking around campus with like NFL players and you know, it's crazy, but I think it's really cool to see the differences between players, you know, like you're saying, like the baseball players are like bumping or whatever, like just even the differences between some of the guys, like I rode, I rode a bus every single day for like two years with Sonny Michelle. Um, and like just the most down to earth, nice dude in the world. You know, he's running back for the Patriots. It's crazy. <clears throat> Nick Chubb was always walking around by himself, just normal guy. And then, uh, Guys like Justin Fields, Jacob Eason, those guys are like getting like the athletic staff is like carting them around in like a golf cart with a posse, and it's just it's ridiculous to watch. So, yeah, uh, I just think it's funny to like see how different people are, you know. Uh, yeah, I went to college to play baseball, and I can kind of vouch for what you're saying, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Even during their season, it's like yeah. every single night. And these guys are like the three, four, five hitters and like one of the starting pitchers. And it's like, no wonder y'all are just terrible right now. Y'all are leaders doing this crap. I, I don't know. Whatever works for you. Yeah, hey, they only got to hit the ball like once out of freaking, what, five tries at bat and they didn't they consider doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something real. like that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess your basketball team's doing all right, so I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. I lived with, with Mamadi <laughs> Diakite. He was, like, one of the, the star guys for a summer. He was a pretty cool guy. I liked him a lot. But he had yeah. to have a custom-made bed, and, and it, was like on the, it was, like, a top bunk, and so it was touching the ceiling pretty much. And he, like, hopped in there, and it was fine. But me, I'm, like, 5'4". I had to, like, crawl in there. It was, like, difficult going to bed every night. It was ridiculous. He was like just jumping in and it was fine. He's six foot ten, six foot eleven. And I'm like crawling in the bed. It was so funny. Man, we were we were a crew. We were a crew for sure. Six <laughs> foot ten and then you got a little jack. <laughs> <laughs> five 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 on a good day. <laughs> oh man. You have to be careful walking around your apartment with some dude that's six foot ten if you're five five. Your your head might end up in a weird place. You bump into each other around the corner. I'm like, I, well, I walked in on the first day and, you know, I'm like fresh out of high school. Uh, just didn't know what to expect. Thought I had my own room and I walk in and there's these size like 15 or 16 <laughs> shoes on the ground. And I'm like, what the heck is this? They, they didn't get my shoe size right. <laughs> like, this, is, this is mine. And sure enough, it was mom and he's a real good dude. That's but, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> so did... Did you guys see – or we talked a little bit about Sebastian Rivera, obviously, last time. What are you guys' thoughts on his move? Uh, me and Earl kind of talked about it a little bit already. Yeah, I think everybody knew it was coming. At Big Ten's uh, – uh, what's his name? Del Vecchio, Scott Del Vecchio, like, said something on the award stand of Rivera about, like, coming home after and when's he going to tell everybody and stuff like that. So, I think it's something that was in the works for for a while. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think as long as you're happy, it really helps your wrestling. Yeah. And Whatever. he graduated, so it's like 
it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. not like he's like betraying them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like people have all their, you know, different viewpoints on transferring. And like, I mean, I think do whatever is best for you makes you happy. I, I especially think it's like, it's, I mean, it, the, the graduate transfer is definitely like a, a thing that's perfectly fine. Like nobody should be upset about anybody for leaving for grad school because it's you know you you shouldn't have to stick around at that same school for a graduate program especially if they don't have that program that you're wanting or whatever like you know i don't know yeah like when i, I was know at oh, oh, go ahead. i was gonna talk about like i know my brother especially is like when mckenna transferred from stanford to ohio state it, had he gra- graduated from stanford yet or did he have two years no. see he was like he's like what's he doing like Stanford degree versus Ohio, like Ohio State's a great school, but Stanford, like you're gonna leave Stanford, really? So like yep. I can see how some of those can catch hate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just all depends on the situation too for the guy, you know. I don't know. Just gotta find your your right fit. But yeah, I would have a hard time passing up a Stanford degree for for a lot of other ones. But yeah. But I'm so, not in that situation. So, Seth, uh, Seth you mentioned uh, Scott Delvecchio. I got a funny story about him. I interviewed him after he won in the round of 12. Uh, I think it was 2000. Yeah. That match and, was uh, that's, that was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I just asked him, you know, what happened or something. And he said, I took him down, I broke him, and then I danced on him in that order. <laughs> and he may have had like an F bomb thrown in there. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was priceless. I could not believe that they hit DeSanto with like three stall calls in the last like 30 seconds or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. Um, also saw with the Sebastian interview on flow that he was, they asked him about, you know, 57 kg for the Olympics and all that. And he said, Nope, not doing it. So how, do, how does that work? Like he qualified, I guess he qualified 57 kg for Puerto Rico for the Olympics. But if he goes 65, then they're not. I'm guessing that it's just. He didn't qualify the weight. He didn't qualify the weight for the Olympics. He was the Puerto Rico rep, though. Okay. All right. And That's um, what it was. I'm assuming it's fairly easy to be the Puerto Rico rep. So I think he's probably not worried about it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But he but should was... definitely try and get like a wrestle off with the 65 guy. Yeah. Because I'm sure he. I, I know that Jose Rodriguez is there. I don't know if he's the guy, though. Mm-hmm. He's know. up yeah. at 65 kilos. Yeah, he got big. <laughs> yeah, he's a little guy, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting. So where they so they announced that probably there's for sure a U23 and juniors and then possibly a senior world championship in Belgrade, is it? Yep, yeah. Serbia. I'm interested to see how they do it, you know? Like, how are they going to do the trials? How are they going to qualify each guy because they got to do it kind of soon and they got to pick a good location i think it's better to just like wait for just tell everyone that it's going to be this weekend and we're going to pick the spot maybe you know because like right now with flow and texas texas is going so downhill you we don't know if it's going to happen but like be like be ready to get a ticket this is the week we're going to pick like the lowest case place. And that's where it's going to happen. We're going to do it. Yeah, there. We should freaking go fly to <laughs> private little Island or something. Surprise everyone. So with, <laughs> I'm wondering with you guys, obviously going, you know, through the trials and all that kind of stuff, would you want it to be like 
as close to the championships as possible? Like say the championships are for sure happening, you know, mid December, would you want it to be like the first week of December? Like just so we make sure we get as far past Corona as we can, or is that just too bad? And you want to make sure you can get it as far out as possible. I think it depends on like how they do the trials. Like, are they going to do an open end of the trials? Yeah, or like, because like a U20? Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was, because usually there's a process, right, to even qualify for the world team trials. Like, usually the world team trials ends up being like eight guys and, you know, they qualified throughout the year. So it'll be interesting. Like, are they going to live, just going to have one massive world team trials where anybody, freaking can show up from anywhere no no matter their credentials or are they going to try to do a u.s open and then a trials like i don't know yeah because if you're going to do a u.s open and then a trials it's going to start early november they usually do like two weeks two weeks two weeks but then they usually do a training camp too you know how's that going to work i would think that i would think with everything going on that they would like i would think it'd just be easier just to do one tournament to do like an open trials tournament and then world championships like i think trying to push in two tournaments in this like wild time where you don't even know if you could do one would be crazy so i don't know i mean there's a lot of unanswered questions yeah i'm yeah. excited though i think it'll be be super awesome just to at least have something but yeah i know right it's like even if it doesn't happen it's something to train for for a while it was like it was hard for me to train because I was like, I don't even know when the next time I'm going to wrestle is, you know, like uh, yeah. when is wrestling going to happen again? And so it was kind of put me down a little bit and, you know, Jacob well, tried to hook me up with a match. We'll see how that goes. I tried my best, man. We'll I, see I, what happens. We'll see what happens. I put it out there. Well, I saw RBY, you know, he tweeted out something about wanting to wrestle. And I was like, I know a guy, I got one for you. Heck yeah. Um, and I, he like immediately DM me and was like, dude, I'm down. It's like, okay, cool. And so like you text too. And I was like, all right, I shot it to CP. I was like, both these guys are in. Like, I don't know if, if you guys are looking for a match or if you're just set or what, but they're in. And he texted me back and was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. But you know, obviously the chances of, of Kale saying yes are probably not that high. And then, you know, RBY texted me like a couple hours later and was like, yeah, talk to my coaches. It's all good, but then we're just waiting on compliance. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we're already past coaches. Oh, that's crazy. I think that we'll find out within the next couple of days, just like July 4th coming up. They're probably not thinking too much. And, man, I don't know. I want it to happen real bad, mm -hmm. you know. I want it to happen real bad. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, wait, 61 then? Well, so in the contract, it was like 65 kilos. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I'll just show up and wrestle. I don't have to lose anything. And uh, he was like, let's go 137. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Because um, by then, like in shape, usually in shape, I'm like 30, 35 to 38. So yeah. anywhere in there. Um, so I think we're going to like verbally say, let's go 137. Mm -hmm. but it'll still be 65 in the contract or yeah i mean why even write up a new contract i already signed it i'm ready yeah. to go they said if rby can't wrestle they'll get someone else so i just hope that it's soon because i don't want anyone to like take it within a week's notice like like masvidal because i don't know how many people would do that yeah 
who are like if if he can't go because that, that's the match i want to see i don't know about all you guys but that's i think that'd be super fun to watch um i told him i'm tapping in if rby doesn't show up there we go <laughs> <laughs> out of shape as ever i'll show up and figure him i'm ready you can you can be like one of those, those <laughs> middle school teammates who wrestle each other and just yeah we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't doing the whole one thirty seven verbal agreement. I need the whole sixty five kilos at this point in time. It's gonna jump up to one hundred sixty five pounds. Oh jeez, I, uh, I don't know. I think the guys that I would like like to wrestle are obviously like I think Gilman's the first guy that comes to my mind, just because I've never felt him. I would love to feel him. I think that I match up well with him too. Um, Gilman, I always love love wrestling uh, Darian Cruz. Um, he's another guy that I think would be fun, but I, he's small, so I think I'd have to get my weight down for that one. Um, and then the three guys that I they're just constantly on my hit list, you know, Fix, Seriano, Spencer. Um, so any of those guys, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, preferably a 57 kilo, someone that I'm gonna go up against later because I like getting a feel before I, you know, actually wrestle them. Yeah. Anyone, anyone, I don't care. Disrespect it, Brian, on your hit list. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't wrestling 165-pound Seth right now. (laughs) I'll get it down, dude. I got my time. Seth, I want to wrestle you. You're not on my hit list, though. It's a little different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully it all works out, man. I'm excited to to see it happen. Hopefully Texas can get their crap together. Unbelievable. uh, the rest yeah. of the state really bad right now. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Well, it's the same. I mean, like, I'm from Georgia, and we want to go home and see family so bad, but, like, they're just wild down there. Like, nobody cares at all. I went to a wedding down there, like, recently. No one was wearing a mask. Bars were open and full capacity. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Nobody Everything cares. Some <sighs> dude, some homeless guy came up to me and barked in my face. And I was like terrified and shook. Well, honestly, bringing it back, my heart's starting to race because it scared the crap out of me. I was in Athens. No, you really? Some dude just we were walking down the street. He goes, <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> actually, Bart, I thought you meant like yelling. No, I'm dead serious. Got like this close to my face, and I was like, oh, I didn't have COVID before. I got it now. Jeez. So how'd you, how'd you like the best college town in America? Honestly, wait, you were in Madison, bro? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Both of both of those college towns are sweet, but well, I saw a list the other day. Amazing, yeah, it was amazing. It ain't no Charlottesville, but it's amazing. Yeah, I loved it, man. I hated leaving, but uh, I saw a list on Twitter or Facebook or something the other day, and it was the best college towns. And freaking Madison was number one, and Athens was two. I was pissed. Madison (laughs) every year they kill it. Dude, yeah. they did the cadet world team camps there, and it was sweet. It's yeah. cool. It's like in between two lakes, and it's it's gorgeous. I didn't yeah. like the black and gray mats though in y'all's wrestling room. Yeah, we Pretty got dull. the but those are long gone. That was yeah. brutal. I was like, <laughs> holy smokes! I don't know if I could do this, especially oh, in the cold. Yeah, those, those sucked. It's like snows everywhere, even on like the mats. <laughs> yeah. I gotta make my way up there sometime and check it out. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. ever do, you got a place to stay, man. For sure. I'll come over there and, you know, I'll beat up on you. No problem. Can't say the same about New York, Jacob. 
You don't got a place to stay. <laughs> I think Jack's just scared. Oh, uh, yeah. Constantly. You don't scared. want it. Don't want it. I don't want it. Don't want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd be a good practice dummy. Have a good time. But Hey, if you make your way down to Austin, I'll need a practice partner. I haven't even thought about that. I've just thought about getting there. Dude, tell me you need a practice partner and that you need somebody else, and I'll drive my ass over there and let you throw me around. Man, I, I like, didn't really read it, the contract. I was just like, let's do this. <laughs> crazy man i was thoroughly reading the contract <laughs> dude it's uh, yeah yeah whatever they could have thrown away your life dude. Yeah. <laughs> i'm ready to go yeah by the way the last the last fine print was by the way we now own you jack <laughs> <laughs> honestly it could have been in there yeah it's in there 90 percent of whatever jack makes goes to flow <laughs> so. right back to him all right, well, let's get talking about this thing um, so that we're not on here all day, even though I could definitely be. Um, so this, uh, this bracket, we, we now have the two semifinals set up, and we're going to hit that first one. Um, the first semifinal that we're going to do today is 2005. That's the number one seed, 2005, versus the number four seed, 2018. So on the left side of the bracket, all the seeds held perfectly. On the right side – all hell broke loose and <laughs> we have uh well we had the two seed in the semifinals 2013 two seed uh, but that last bottom right corner like our quarter i don't know what the hell happened because we have <laughs> what are they the the 14 seed i think um i think it's blocking my thing yep yeah 14, 14. <clears throat> 2004 made the semifinals they took out the three seed 2014 and the 11 seed 2019 um and that was a wild he was gonna make a run oh dude i did too i mean i was looking at it before i was like yeah okay this is gonna be a good one but they got it nope so whatever um we're glad i don't have to hear my name anymore yeah <laughs> well we we got down to the end and it was a tie duel so 16 16 and we were like, all right, we got to do our runner-up battle. We're looking through. Y'all didn't choose me? Are you kidding me? Earl brought it up. <laughs> Earl brought it up. He goes, we could pick Jack and, uh, and whoever the other guy was. And I was like, no, nah, we can't do that. I'm going to pick against Jack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it would have been me versus Kyle Ott, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Right. I, I would have locked it up for 2019, man. Did 20, so 2004 won two in, uh, in the Southern Victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So, it out. here, let me look at it. what happened. Was we got down to the end, like I said, it's 16 to 16, and we looked through all the matches. And like, whenever we do it, we try to pick the most exciting, but also like up in the air match, you know, because there's some of them that you look at and you're like, all right, one of the one of the the, the runner ups was uh, was it Tyron Lewis, and we're like, all right pretty much whoever he's wrestling he's probably going to beat so like we're not going to go with that match we're trying to pick the the ones that actually are you know fair to talk about we ended up settling on 74 with freshman ben askren versus junior mark hall um and we got that one and we go through and uh, i think me and tony picked hall and earl and greg both picked askren and so <laughs> 
Yeah, we tied in the tiebreaker match. And so I tried to call Sam, and he didn't pick up. And so I called Jude. I tried to call Sam first because I'm like, all right, he's probably pretty unbiased, right? I called Jude. I'm like, oh, he's going to pick Penn State. But we got to do something. Like, we're just sitting here alive with a, a lock <laughs> right now. Um, and so called him, and he picked Askren. And so wow, yeah, wow. I would have never guessed that. And I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. Um, but yeah, he picked Askren. So uh, I can't believe you didn't choose one twenty five. I, I I would have been very biased. I would have picked Lot easily. You can't even say the name right. It's odd. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that ain't right. That's super biased. Whatever. Jacob. It would have been Tech Fall by Lot, Tot, Pot, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> over Jack Mueller. I don't care. I've never been teched in folk style in my life. Well, you never wrestled him. He were in folk style. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was fun. Um, and, I mean, I don't think any matchups were really, like, off the wall crazy. Um, I, I, we actually picked Pendleton over Zahid, so that was probably – the one that we got that went. again today. Yeah, I know. And that was uh, that was a split decision that we went to Twitter for. Yeah. yeah. What was what was what what year were they in that one? That was uh freshman Pendleton versus junior Zahid. Mm-hmm. You picked you picked Pendleton over Zahid, huh? <sighs> Not me. Don't look at me. That was Earl. Earl. That yeah. was an Earl and Greg thing. Yeah, because because you know they it's were like saying about for the old guys. That and uh, uh, Tony and Greg both said they asked Pendleton about it, and Pendleton said he would take Zahid. And, and my rationale <clears throat> was that the coach isn't going to, like, say his guy sucks or, you know, oh, yeah, I beat that guy. He's a chump. Like, he's trying to be humble. He knows he beat him. Nah, he knows. Okay. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, after, uh, after the show, I guess Tony was texting with Pendleton afterwards telling him, you know, that, that he had won. And he goes, no, nah, man, like Zahid would smoke me because it wouldn't be close. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going Zahid today. Oh, yeah, well. Got to. All right, let's get into it so we can start talking about it. He's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so good. So the best match of this one, in my opinion, would be 84. Um, oh, 100%. That's so, one I don't know where I'm choosing, so let's put that last. You guys want to start 97 then? Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Let All right. Put my doc. Oh, 285 too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Dude. I know. I saw it. Oh man, that's the one I, I was like. The curtain oh. on the inside, man. That's what I was in my sleep thinking about. Oh, who's gonna win that one last night? This one is. I mean, this whole <laughs> duel is insane. Like literally, like every matchup, every other matchup is just stupid. Um. So, yeah. I mean, you guys want to start at 97, or you just want to start at the top? What do you want to do? We started 97. All right. Cool. So 97, um, or actually, let's, let's just go through real quick again. Uh, the one seed, 2005, versus number four seed, 2018, for the people that are listening. Um, Earl, you have 2005, right? Jack has 2005. Jack has 2005. Jacob doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> Jack, tell me who's in the, in the lineup, 2005. All right. So from the top, we got Joe Dubuque, Travis Lee, Tion Ware, Zach Esposito, Ryan Bertine, Johnny Hendricks, Chris Pendleton, Greg Jones, Jake Rochelle, and Steve Mako. Awesome. And the other end, I believe Seth has 2018 since he's in the lineup. 
Yeah, we got Spencer Lee. We got me at 133. Yanni Hollis, Zane Rutherford, Jason Nolf, Vincenzo Joseph, Zahid Valencia, Bo Nickel, Mike Machiavello, and Kyle Snyder. All right. Well, let's get into it, guys. 197. Uh, we're going to have Jake Rochalt versus Mike Machiavello. Um, fill us in a little bit more on, on Jake Rochalt, Jack. Jake Rochelle, at this point in time, he was a two-time champ. Um, he beat Phil Davis, B.J. Patton, and Sean Stinder in the finals. Um, and John Trench was the one seed at this weight. Um, so it was a tough weight class. Uh, the year before, he got third. And the year before that, he was the champ, beating Greg Parker, Josh Lambrecht, and Scott Parker in the finals. All right. This is Junior Rochelle. Well, you know, you guys all like to pick against him, so we'll see how this goes. But uh, I don't think it will happen today. Seth, Mike Mock. So we got Mike Machiavello. This is the his senior year. He ended up winning this year, and he had a pretty pretty solid tournament. He he beat Rashid, who was his big win in the quarters, and he beat Conell, who had upset Colin Moore, and then in the finals he beat uh, Hot from Virginia Tech. So you Virginia Tech guys on here. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mike. Uh, everybody knows he's a great dude. Um, had an awesome run, and I was he was one of the guys I was super fired up when he won it that year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, man, it's. I mean, I don't know. Let, let's kick it, Earl. What do you got? Yeah, I think one of you guys alluded to it. Uh, Jake Rochalt kind of doesn't get a lot of respect despite being a three-time champion. Uh, I think I've picked against him at least once here already in the tournament. Mm, I'm going to have to go with him. I think uh, generally that weight was kind of deeper in those days. And, uh, you know, he just got it done at the big show three times. So go with Rochalt decision. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on Rochalt as well. Yeah, Rochalt was a winner. Like like Earl said, you know, uh, he's a winner. So I'm going to go Rochelle. Was Rochelle kind of like a, a Quentin Wright before Quentin Wright just showed up at the tournament? No, I mean, he was uh, he was seated second this year. And then in 03, he was seated. Let me pull it up. 03, he was seated. Um, he was seated 10th, you know what? Um, but he got a major in the finals. I mean, this was his freshman year, of course. And he was so, at 184 one year he won it. Who are some big wins for Rochelle? Well, this year I, t I said uh, Phil Davis, B.J. Patton, and Sean Stender. And then okay. the year that he won it his freshman year, he beat Josh Lambrecht um, and Greg Parker from Princeton. Those were his two big wins. And then he beat the four seed Scott Parker in the finals. Uh, he, he went – he dominated his way through it. So he had close match in the first round. And then after that, it was a five-point win, a pin, a seven-point win over Lambrecht, and then a major in the finals. So he picked up a lot of steam. So for Mike Mock, um, obviously, this is the year that, that Colin Moore got upset, right? This is the year he got thrown on his head by Kyle Cannell. Um, so he would have hit Machiavello in the semifinals. But I don't know if people forget – um, Mike Mock actually beat Colin Moore that year in the duel. Um, and so, you know, if they would have hit in the semifinals, who's to say that it would have went the other way anyway. So he had a, a win over Colin Moore, I think is a pretty good win. Um, had wins over, over Jack's roommate, J.I.L.O. Um, you guys he said all the guys. Him. 
Yeah, I did. I didn't want to it say it. It was like but... one of the biggest bloodbaths I've ever seen. Jay, Jay honestly sucked his first two years. Out of nowhere, he got really good. Yeah. He just was the hardest working guy in the room, and uh, it paid off. It was really cool to see. But, yeah, yes. no, he got teched. It was ugly. <laughs> it was really ugly. <laughs> I was trying to, to not say that, but, you know, you oh, want to no, throw no. your own friend under the bus, he then says, go for it. He says it was the worst experience of his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll say he'll that went over eric schultz you guys said jared hot obviously in the final shakura sheed um uh, so he had some pretty good wins too but uh, i mean i think you got to go two-time champ jake russell so that's where where my vote's leaning yeah right. who else that's it we're all in, all, in. all right so we are all on Rochelle. um and we'll keep going. Next matchup is going to be absolutely stupid to talk about. I have no idea which way I'm going. Uh, so uh, we have Steve Mako, 2005, versus 2018 Kyle Snyder. Somebody, please, God, start this off and try to figure out where we're going. Um, Seth, start us off with Kyle Snyder. So Kyle Snyder, this is when he wrestled um, Kuhn in the finals. So this was his senior year. Um, oh, I guess he <laughs> – <laughs> I, guess, I guess he did some okay things he uh won an olympic title along the way in college he won a couple world championships uh, beat coom beat Gwistowski, beat anybody that was put in front of him besides uh kyvin gatson out here but uh yeah so he he had a great college career and was winning winning on the freestyle circuit the whole time yeah and all on right the other side, jack Steve Mako, this was his second national championship, beating Cole Conrad in the finals. Um, and then he was the champ in 03, beating Kevin Hoy of Air Force in the finals when he wrestled for Iowa. I mean, he was a pinning machine, um, extremely dom dominant, especially this year. I mean, this was prime Mako versus prime Snyder. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's got to be Snyder. And I'm a huge Mako fan. And it hurts so bad to say it, you know. It's just it's a dagger to my heart, man. But it's Snyder. Snyder. All right. Earl, what you got? You shook your head a little. I don't know if you agree. No, it's, it's just you guys know that I can tend to favor the older guys. And, and I really want to pick Mako, but I just, I just can't. Um, I think it's got to be Snyder. Um, you know, his wins over Kuhn, you know, make me think that uh, he'd be able to figure out a way to beat Mako. He'd be better on his feet than him, and that would be that. Yeah, for sure. I think just a little too athletic, and that low ankle was just nails against every heavyweight he faced. Um, and, I mean, like you said, at this time, three-time – national champ olympic champ world champ i mean he's won literally everything there is to win so i, I don't know how you could pick against him seth yeah i think i think this is a crazy match and um yeah i mean it is really hard to go against snyder i looking at the matchup i think that it'd be i mean if if or if mako got his hands on him and and I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think there's a chance he, he puts him on his back, but I don't know. I got to – Kyle Snyder figures it out at the big show for the most part. You know, he had the one one final slip up, but outside of that, he found a way to win. And, yeah, I'm 
going to go with Snyder. Not a confident one, but I'm going with Snyder. Yeah, got taken out by the uh, ice cream man. <laughs> but all right, Cal Snyder moves on. And we have two decision victories for our, our guys through the first two weights. Um, and we'll jump back around to the top and get us started with Joe Dubuque, Jack. Um, so this was, let me get up there. This was Joe Dubuque's first national championship, beating um, Sam Hayeswinkle and Kyle Ott. Um, he was the five seed going into the tournament. Um, the year before, he was eighth, um, losing in the pigtails and coming all the way back and injury defaulting out. Um, stud wrestler was one of like the uh he was kind of like the beginning of 125 being like extremely tough after the the abyss era um really started it off really strong um and then obviously he had a little bit of a dynasty won in the next year but um yeah joe debut all right spencer lee seth yeah so we got spencer lee as a freshman um yeah, he so he was redshirt most of the year. He got second at Midlands. They pulled his red shirt and he started knocking off some guys, did really well. Lost to Tomasello, goes into nationals the three seed and goes on an unbelievable run. He goes tech fall, tech fall against Piccinini, fall against Tomasello, and then wins five one against Nick Suriano in the finals. So he had a one of the one of the best freshman runs at the NCAA tournament that probably seen in a long time yeah for sure um man this one this one's actually tougher than i thought it was going to be uh what do you think earl oh man um joe joe was something else his senior year um you know he was he kind of faced that freshman phenom that year with troy nickerson in the finals and was able to kind of slow him down and pretty much dominate that match. Um, Nickerson wasn't quite Spencer Lee. So, man, um, I, I guess at the time of Spencer Lee's tournament, you have to – I guess you have to go Spencer's way, but uh, I'm not 100% confident on that one. Yeah, for sure. Jack, what do you think? Um, I got Spencer. I think that he's just – too dominant especially that run in this tournament especially you know he uh he showed up in march and i mean the only decision he got was seriano and that was still pretty dominant it's hard to score a lot of points on that guy so i'll give the nod to spencer yeah seth yep i'm on board with spencer i think it's a good match but he had an unbelievable run and his top game is, I think, what separates him a lot of things. He's going to find a way to ride you if he doesn't get some back points. And I think that in close big matches, that's going to be a big difference maker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Spencer as well. And this, I think, is probably the first time we've been doing this entire thing that I've said Spencer, and I'm I'm not going bonus points or at least throwing it out there. Um, definitely think it's a good match and would love to see this one. Um, this, is, this is junior Dubuque, right? Junior Dubuque. Yeah. So I think that, like uh, like Earl said, uh, Dubuque was when he hit Nickerson, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. wrong on that, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just making sure because uh, I think that those – like that's a significant – I don't want to say like a significant jump for Dubuque because obviously he won a national title in his junior year, but I think that he was 
just so damn good that last year. And especially that match with Nickerson, he, I mean, he handled Nickerson and Nickerson was, was really good. Obviously he was, he got top four, every, every one of the top four places in his career. Um, And I think it's a different conversation. Maybe not a different winner, but I think it's definitely a lot closer with senior Dubuque. Um, He was just so damn good that year, man. But yeah, I got, I got Spencer um, and, and we'll keep moving. So the 2018 squad has taken a six to three lead as we hit 133 pounds. And we're going to talk about Travis Lee of Cornell versus our guy, Seth Gross. Um, So I, we always we always let Seth go last. So, well, uh, Jack, start us off, Travis Lee. Yeah. So this was Travis Lee's senior year. Um, he was a four-time All-American, seventh in 2002, and then champ in 2003, beating Chris Flieger in the finals. Um, he was fifth in 2004 as the one seed, uh, getting upset by the nas- eventual national champ Zach Roberson in the semis, um, and then got upset again by Johnny Thompson in the next round. Um, he was the champ in 05, beating Tom Clum and Sean Bunch in the finals. All right. Seth, who the heck's this dude? This is Seth Gross, South Dakota State kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, so sophomore year, runner-up, um, beat Eric Montoya, Cade Brock. Uh, I don't remember who else right now who was 27 but anyways 2018 um this is the year that I won I beat Mitch McKee in the round of 16 by major beat Montori Bridges seven to three um overtime match with Tariq Wilson and then uh 13 eight in the finals over Steven Mitchick and then the two years I was at 133 I was 80 something and two or 70 something and two and like 80 percent bonus point rate and then uh Lost that year to Bryce Meredith when I bumped up. So that was my one loss on the year. Seth, I have to point something out. Are you seriously looking at the stats on your phone about yourself? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Or <laughs> <laughs> are sitting here, like, for people who aren't watching, are sitting here looking, and Seth is, like, looking down at his phone. Yeah, I won this match over this guy. <laughs> Come on, man. It's better, that, it's better that he's looking at it than have all these stats memorized. <laughs> yeah, was 80% bonus rate and 70 and 2. <laughs> That's true. I had the wrestle stats profile up, okay? It, it's not as much for – it's not the, the, like, bonus points that are getting me. It's the people he wrestled. Come on, man. You remember that. Dude, I can't remember my, my 2017 when I lost in the finals who I wrestled. Actually, now I do. I wrestled Joey Palmer in the round of 16 then i wrestled eric montoya then i wrestled Cade brock and then i lost to clark mm-hmm. man well um all right so let's let's kick this thing off i i mean i don't know i, I don't know too much about travis lee i mean i was only able to find a little bit of stuff to watch on him that's the only thing that sucks about going back this far is like some of these guys you can definitely find some good matches to watch and some of them there's like you have to really dig and you might find like a half a match for some reason that was the thing like part one and part two of one match um but yeah i mean somebody else start me off here because I, I like to pick it set off I'm going to piss Seth off. Oh, you are, Jack? I'm going Travis Lee. That's messed up. I'm going me by uh, by Tech. No. <laughs> I'm picking myself, though. Just Jack, 
Give us your reasoning. You can't just like oh, backstab. Because, well, well, I'm the one Garland. dude without the Virginia Tech shirt on. Come on, Jack. Garland, wow. Garland has a lot of stories about this guy, and just this, some of the stuff I've heard is pretty insane. Um, I don't know. Whenever I wrestle, uh, I don't know. I just he's always talked about Travis Lee, this Travis Lee that. He seems like a super athletic, super tough guy. Um, I haven't watched a ton of him, but. I mean, Travis Lee is like who you were shooting for in the Virginia room. So he's always kind of been put on a pedestal from Garon. Sorry, Seth. Well, I'd like to point out that you, Seth might not be on your hit list, but you sure are on his now. <laughs> <laughs> Calling flow right after this, dude. <laughs> dude, let's do it. I'll pull him up right now. FaceTime, CP. That would be, that would be awesome. Um, you got to let me and Earl sit in the corner for, for both you guys. We'll flip a coin and see who we get. Um, I'm definitely not flipping a coin. I'm asking for Earl right away. Even with the Virginia Tech shirt. Jacob's going to be in your corner arguing against you. That wasn't two. No way. Throw the challenge brick. I'm going to argue every damn call. I'm gonna Jacob's going to like try and get on the mat and start – attacking one of us i'm going to bring <laughs> counterfeit bricks in my bag and i'm just gonna start throwing bricks every single time you score any points it's gonna be awesome uh but yeah so i, I mean I'm, I'm i've picked against him before I, there's not many people i'm picking against against seth so uh nishan garrett might be on an island by himself right now i'm picking <laughs> seth earl what you got see you're you're trying to Put the heat you on me. You're trying to put the heat on me. Trying to put you in a box. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm picking my buddy right here. Uh -huh. All right. I believe uh -huh. he would win. And and also, there's an added bonus of pissing Jack off and putting you in a corner. How, so. It's not going to piss me off if Seth wins. Huh? I'm a good guy, man. Seth's my friend. That'd be messed up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go a uh, little non sequitur right here. Uh, Seth mentioned beating Stefan Micic. That would be that would be another good matchup uh, for you, Jack. Stefan yeah, Micic. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be. Um, he's done well in freestyle. Yeah. yeah, he's he's very good at freestyle. Um, so yeah, Travis Lee. He was kind of the guy that got the ball rolling as far as Cornell being the team that we know it as right now. He was kind of the first recent national champion for them. He had real good low attacks and stuff. Uh, Super lightning quick, a uh, lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it interesting and go to the go to the Twitter vote. And, go to the Twitter uh, vote. Has yeah, any? I, I, go I just looked at it. Okay, I was gonna ask. Has anybody looked at it? The besides score Jack? is Let's 67 go. to 33 in Seth's favor. <laughs> Seth takes takes the match with uh with no help from our other co-hosts. You guys are are trash. Wow. Wow, that's aggressive. <laughs> that's messed up. Come on. Can't pick against our guy. No, that's right? messed up. You were, you were ready to pick against Jack last week. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that, that's against different. Pot. Unless it's Jack, pot. then that's messed up. That is different. Seth has never been – never been – Never had any hatred directed towards me from Seth. No I was going to lose to an imaginary character named Kyle Pot. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. You know how I feel about Dean Howe, right? Never picking him, right? I might never pick Jack, okay? We're trending in that direction. I need your picks, man. 
I got Seth in and Earl. Maybe not Seth anymore, but I got Earl on my side. <laughs> I keep trying to build this relationship, Jack. I, I, I offered to come out to drive out to Texas and let you throw me around to warm up. And still, just no love back. No love back, man. I, I don't know what I got to do to earn it. But my training partners don't really like me very much. I kind of go live right away. I'm down. <laughs> I don't think that would help our relationship. <laughs> you ask anyone. Maybe I'm down. the same way, dude. I freaking had to like take people from other people because they wouldn't like everybody would try to find a partner at the beginning of practice. I'd be stuck with no one. I'd be like, dude, I'm telling you, that's the no, same with me. Oh, you're going with me today. Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's been multiple times where I'll be like, no, tell him to find a new partner. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm close to weight. It'll yeah. start getting, oh, yeah. they'll be like, no, no. So, did you guys, both of you, did you have like a main guy you practice with? Or oh, yeah. Who, who was yeah. it for each of you? Uh, mine was Patrick McCormick, who's actually beaten like a lot of ranked guys. Like he beat Killian Carnell. Um, the kid from Ryder was ranked. He's going to be really good next year. Um, very under the radar, but like right away, he's beaten multiple top 20 guys, multiple top 15 guys. Um, and he was like kind of weak. And so he gave me like a good feel. He wasn't trying to like flex through every position. And that's like what I like in my partners. I don't like guys that are going to club my head real hard or be annoying like that. And he was, he'd scramble with me, he'd wrestle with me. And so that was my guy. But you said. I'd wrestle mostly with uh, Dom Dentino and Kyle Berwick were my two guys. They're both younger guys, but they're upcoming. And, uh, yeah, I'd go with those two. Those are the two other 33-pounders. What about coaches? Did you guys wrestle with, like, one coach more than other coaches? Day of weigh-in, Garland went with me every day. Every time it was the day of, like, right before my match, he'd go with me. And then he'd go shower and put, like, a suit on or whatever. Yeah, I wrestled, I wrestled Bono all the time. I think he's starting to get to the end of getting on the mat here, but this last year went, went quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Man, don't say that. He might be listening. And, uh, uh, he knows. I make fun of him every time. Say so you're getting too old for this, man. So do you guys get the better of him at all or just get beat down, or how would this go? Oh, Jacob, dude, come on. I kicked the crap out of Garland. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest though. Hey, my, my, my freshman year at South Dakota State, Bono Bono got the best of me for the most part. But yeah. now, uh uh-uh. there was there was That's a right. turning moment for me and, and Garland. We were we were wrestling and I got a double leg and flared it. And he has a broken neck. <laughs> and and I like was just like, you know, like when sharks go into like their feeding mode and like their eyes go all black, like that's how I was. And I went, oh, took it down and spiked him. And he goes up and he just starts like screaming at me. And I was like, all right, this is it. We just started clubbing the crap out of each other and just like went after it. <laughs> that's awesome. I got a funny story then too. So me and Bono, so we wrestled all the time my freshman year. And after my freshman year, I was cutting down to 60 kilos. I'd been a 141 pounder and I was going 60 kilos for world stuff. So I was traveling with Bono to a bunch of his camps all summer, just training with him and Reader. And um, we're out in Florida doing a camp. And um, Reader's, Reader, we, we like in between goes, the kids are like getting their meals and stuff, sitting in the bleachers and we're wrestling, getting a practice in. And we got, we do a match at the end and it was getting pretty close. It was getting heated. And um, I was winning the match by like a point or something or two points and Bono like shot in, was running me, like doubling me. And I got on a tripod and like landed out of bounds 
and like reader gave one point and bono's like yelling that was two that was two and uh, i was like i was like laughed at him i was like yeah right dude and he like came running at and like dude we started like fist fighting in front of the kids like <laughs> trying to hurt each other and all the kids are like sitting there like eating staring at us like what's happening and we That's still talk awesome. about that one to this day bono's pretty upset about it <laughs> i think i got the dub that's great that's awesome um but yeah i mean we should probably keep going because we do have things to talk about uh i love to get off track though so this next one i think is super fun to talk about um like 141 tion where oklahoma versus yanni d yanni diakamahalas of cornell um dude let's start off uh Seth, start us off with Yanni Jakmahalas. Ah, uh, so fresh. This is Yanni's freshman year. Um, beats Bryce Meredith in the finals. Had a lot of close matches, but always found a way to win. Just unreal flexibility and mad awareness, and just like I said, he just figured figures out how to win each match and continue to move forward. So that's kind of what he did. And um, yeah, not too much to say about Yanni. He's continued continued on that same path. But uh, yeah, this was his freshman year. Yeah. Jack, other end of it. Yeah, so this is uh, Tion Ware. Uh, this was his second national champ. Um, he beat Nate Gallick in the finals this year. The year before, he got sixth, losing to Matt Maria of Nebraska in the semis, then Jason Mester of Central Michigan, and then lost to Nate Gallick for fifth. And then he was a true freshman national champ in 2003, beating Philip Simpson and Dylan Long in the finals. Awesome. Um so, we uh, it, again, it, it's hard when you have somebody so recent and and then, you know, the the old superstars. So we're gonna kick it to our old superstar, uh, Earl. What you got, man? You call right. him old? I just you're called just him making, old. He's, you're just making enemies left and right, I, man. I have no idea how old Earl is, but I know he's older than us. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chapel Hill is only about a three-hour drive from me. <laughs> hey, know. you know what? That didn't scare me. Jack said that the other day, and I just dropped a pen. He goes, I'm coming to Chapel Hill. I just dropped my pen to my address. I have Come Jacob's on. location now still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So as far as these two guys go, uh, those I don't know who's going to score on either of them because, you know, both of these guys are unbelievable defensively. Um, you know, Ware was so quick with uh, his, you know, snap down, go behinds. Um, I do think Yanni is a little better offensively, so I, I feel like he would get a takedown, but this would definitely be like a 3-2 type match. Um, I don't know if it would be aesthetically pleasing to watch uh, for people that like offense, but I, I'd go Yanni. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I, I think it has to be Yanni just purely from – just like the evolution of the sport kind of standpoint, like Yanni just does so many crazy things and like, just, I don't know, man, the, the dude always knows how to come out on top and, and really thrives in those kind of scramble positions. And so um, I just think that he, he's going to find a way. So I'm going to go Yanni as well. Um, I'm going to go Yanni. Um, I know that Tion's known for his, his defense, but Yanni, you know, he's uh, he's got the mind, his celebration there. I'm going to go Yanni in the tough situations. 
I, I was actually – I'm going where in this one. I just think that uh, Yanni had so many close matches that year. He squeaks it out against Dean Heil. He squeaks it out in overtime against Ironman. He squeaks it out against Bryce Meredith. I think that – I think where's a step up from a lot of those guys. And I know that that's just the way Yanni wrestles. He, he finds a way to win close matches. But I don't know. I think freshman year, Yanni, I think you talk about his next year, start leaning the other way. But I think freshman year, I'd go with – against uh, where I'd go with where. I still like freshman Yanni more than sophomore Yanni. He was beatable that year, though. He lost a match. He squeaked him out. And yeah, I think this was the start. I think this is the tournament where he started gaining a little more confidence and starting to be that guy. But I think where was already had a name for himself. He knew who he was. And I don't know. Yeah, okay. I can agree with that. Hold up. We talked about this last time when you guys weren't here, though. Um, we, we've been, like, kind of all talking about how good Yanni was as a freshman. Um, and, like, obviously he was really good, right? And he ran through some really tough guys. And, you know, he won a national title on a torn ACL. Um, but I, we've just been kind of, like, pushing sophomore Yanni aside for some reason. And we forget dude was undefeated, first of all, throughout the whole year, right? Didn't lose a single match. Not only that, he in the national tournament, I looked at his his route to the national finals. We talk about how like Marinelli had a crazy route as the one seed, right? Well, Yanni, nobody did this dude any favors because this this is obviously freshman Yanni we're talking about, but sophomore Yanni, Pete Lapari first round, and then Chad Red, Dom Demas, Ironman, McKenna. So literally all all Americans throughout the entire tournament except for the very first round with Lapari. So I just had to point that out because we like we've all kind of like had a consensus that freshman Yanni might have been better, but I don't know, man. Like uh, I don't know. I I still think freshman Yanni. Like I, I do think that that route's tough, but I don't know. I just think that he was more like there was no doubt with with freshman Yanni. Like even during the match, like in the, the match with McKenna, I was like, holy crap, he's going to lose. Um, yeah. Which year? You're talking which year? I'm thinking 2019 with the match with McKenna, I was like, holy crap, he's going to lose in the finals. I thought he was going to lose to Meredith too until uh, – I didn't think he was going to lose. I really thought the whole time he was going to win. Even when there's 30 seconds left, he's up by a point and Bryce just needed to back up for 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, dude. I think – I mean, I think Yanni was getting – he probably could have found out a way to win, but I think Bryce kind of threw that found one. Found a way to lose almost. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still super proud. Like I said, me and my dad, every year when we go, we always pick brackets. And it's kind of like – you know, I do fantasy, obviously, but like just our own thing. Me and my dad pick a bracket and kind of go and we have a trophy and we compete against each other. It's kind of like fun to, fun to beat up on dad. Um, but this year – I picked Yanni to win the whole thing and I was super excited that he actually did it. Cause I mean, this was kind of like, you know, he hadn't, I mean, I guess he, he had wrestled iron or he had wrestled Meredith um, and he'd wrestled Ironman, but I don't know. I don't know if he was like necessarily like the clear favorite in this no, tournament. He was a four seed. He was, he was a three seed. Three seed. And, and he I, went I, through Dean. Well, I think it was, it was Meredith one, Ironman two, um, McKenna was four, you know, Yanni was three, you had Heil in there. Um, I think that he definitely, like, I don't even think he was favored to make the finals. So I had to toot my own horn. I picked him to win and he did it, damn it. So 
Everything that Yanni wins in his career is because I picked him to win. Just letting you know that. That's where it started. Just like this match. It is. Um, yeah, Yanni. So uh, we all picked Yanni, right? Yeah. Cool. So Yanni D moving on. Um, and we have not had any bonus point decision or bonus point wins yet. Um, but Yanni takes the win for 2018 and we'll keep moving. Um, 149. So before we jump into this match real quick, I have to pose a question to you guys um, because me and Sam and Jude were all arguing about this. Um, so if Zane, prime Zane, best Zane, best Lugo wrestle, tell me what the outcome is. Zane and At Lugo. least a major. Okay. I agree. At least. All of y'all? Major, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, God. I because. saw Jude's tweet and I was like, what's he Oh thinking? my God. And then I saw a freaking Iowa Twitter who I can personally say is the most annoying Twitter fan base. <laughs> okay. They so, were like, oh man, Lugo's got a shot. Lugo, <laughs> Lugo's got a shot. They're like multiple overtime wins over Sorensen. I was like, also multiple bonus point victories over Sorensen. Like, don't forget about that. Yeah. yeah. It was one overtime win in Carver when – Zane didn't look himself. He pinned yeah. him in two minutes. Like the other time. <laughs> Man, at least bonus. Yeah, so if Sam and Jude are listening, then you guys are both wrong. Because Sam Which even – I know they're not. Dude. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam doesn't listen to it. I know that for a fact. Yeah. He doesn't well, support his own show. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, uh, well, Jude, like we were texting, and Jude ended up like later saying that, that he just posed it, you know, for fun. And, like, he agrees that that's – Rutherford would win bonus points, blah, blah, blah. I think he just switched sides because he cracked under pressure. But Sam, like, stood by it. was like, nope, Lugo wouldn't get majored. Like, dude, I will say Lugo looked awesome, though, in no. Chicago. Oh, he absolutely. Really it's taking zero away from him. But, like, I even put in there, I was like, you know, I think this is kind of a stretch, but I'm almost willing to say that freshman Zane pushes for a bonus. I mean, freshman Zane beat Steber, right? So, I think pretty much any version of Zane would, would get major there. I don't know. I would hesitate on freshman Zane. He didn't beat quite Logan have top game his freshman year. Uh, he wasn't turning to this junior freshman. Zane, 2018? 2018 junior. Senior. 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 Yeah. Senior. Well, Hodge, senior. I think it's just – even any other – I don't think freshman against prime. I think that would be a little bit of a stretch. But, I mean, junior Zane, it's yeah. not It's not going seven minutes. Yeah. No, I was like uh, – yeah, I, I'm past major for prime versus prime of these guys. But um, whatever. So, these guys, 149, Zach Esposito of 2005 versus Zane Rutherford 2018 – um, Jack Phyllis in on Zach Esposito. This was Espo's one and only title. Um, he beat Eric Tannenbaum and Philip Simpson. Um, the year before, he was second, losing to Jesse Jansen from Harvard in the finals. Yep. Yeah, and this was this was Rutherford's senior year, third title, uh, Hodge Trophy winner. Um, Tech fall, Boo Llewellyn, 10-4 win over Heilman, and then a 6-2 win over Ronnie Perry in the finals. Yeah, and, you know he beat Steber. He beat 
I mean, beat everybody in his way and was pretty much dominant those three years. So, yeah, I I don't see any way in the world this is anybody except for Zane. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm offering a major because I I like the uh, Jesse Jansen Zane comparison because Jesse Jansen was really good on top. That's where what he was known for, and Zane is is probably I mean one of the best top wrestlers we've ever seen. Um, I'd love to look at that too, you know, because I hope that I'd be in the top twenty there, top twenty five. But <laughs> let's, I'm going Zane Major. All right. We we should we should look into something like that. I don't know if they how far back stats can go, but like, what do you think qualifies you as being the best of all time? Do we go by like total near fall or like bonus points? Um, I was talking about like talking who about has, uh, who has seasons with the most tech falls because you know I'm up there. Um, I think uh, you got to look at <laughs> like are you turning? I think you got to look at the matchup specifically and see if they're turning top guys in the country. Uh, true. That's, True. So that's what I was thinking is specifically on top, right? Um, yeah. I think a good way to do it, you know, take any All-Americans they wrestled, any maybe top 10 or 15 and see how they did top-wise against those guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's hard because you got guys that wrestle weaker schedules in tech, you know, you got – I feel like this is shade being thrown at me. You no, throwing shade? They at all. I'm saying there's some like there were some random dudes on the tech fall leaderboard that I'd never heard of. Like agreed. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he had like 18 texts. I was like, who is this dude? Yeah. I don't know. So I think there's obviously got to be like some criteria for qualifying matches and things like that. But I think that'd be cool to do. Hey, you can uh you can be on your high horse all you want, but those guys win fancy championships for guys like me. So I uh <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely had those dudes my pick to be honest yeah um but yeah so but, i mean this match yeah I, i'm cool with zane by by major decision um what about you seth yep that's what i said yep cool earl yeah and uh just the way espo wrestled he wasn't a guy that necessarily would be content to lose a one-point match he was trying like inside trips and he'd try throws and stuff like that. So I could see him being down, you know, four or five points, trying something big and getting put on his back. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with the major. Yeah. Um, and I have, I don't know if you guys know or not, but I, I post, you know, we post this kind of stuff, you know, on obviously our social medias and on Facebook, I'm in like 10 different wrestling groups and I post them in all of them. Just saying like, you're sick. Yeah, just oh whatever. I, I, I mean, yeah. Um, but Weird just brag. It's not, no, it's not a brag. <laughs> Let me finish my damn statement, all right? And so I post them on all there just to, like get people's feedback and stuff. And I don't ever comment on them just because like it honestly blows up all day with people putting stuff. Um, and I still didn't, but I was so close to the other day because some dude put when I put this up there. He went through and put all the wins, and he said 149 goes to the older team. Like, he didn't even say Esposito, but he obviously picked Esposito. And I was like, you just skate over that, my man? Like, <laughs> he put all the names of everybody else, and he goes, 149, older team. And I was like, bro, you just – okay, all right. First of all, no. Second of all, you didn't even – like, he was trying to hide that he picked Esposito over Zane. Um, but, Yeah. If you're listening, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, we all got Zane. Uh, major decision here. And 
and we'll keep rolling, man. Dude, this is a, this is a bloodbath. This isn't good. It's not looking any better, too. Yeah, it's it's starting to turn turn for the worst. Two thousand five. I think matchup wise, it's yeah. I think it's bad matchup for two thousand five. Just the way the matches line up. This isn't yeah. looking good for two thousand five. I agree. We're about to see the one seed go down, possibly, unless they they get some bonus points, which they could, but but uh, I'm not seeing too much of it. Um, one fifty seven. Huh? Do you uh, really think they could? I. I no chance. <laughs> I'll start. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep it interesting, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'll start. So, Ryan Bertine, This was his senior season. Uh, four-time All-American. He was. Uh, this is his second national championship, beating Brian Stith in the quarters, Trent Paulson in the semis, and Joe Johnson in the finals. Um. You know, I I always mention his third place match was really good. He beat Johnny Hendricks in the quarters, uh, lost to eventual national champ Matt Gentry in the semis. Then he beat Travis Paulson and then beat Alex Terrapelli for third. Um, so Ryan Bertine, unbelievable wrestler. Wish there was more film on him. Um, free and who who was it? Mason that tweeted the uh, the thing out that was like, "You fools need to do your research on." Um, on Ryan Bertine and Imar got on there because I retweeted it and then it said Imar responded to your retweet and I was like oh crap like what did I do (laughs) (laughs) and and then like he started saying like I would smoke him I would smoke him whatever and I was like I was like liking everything because I didn't want to piss him off you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's Ryan Bertine (laughs) all right so Bertine versus Noel Noel Philson Seth so this is uh, Nolf's second title this year, and this is the year that he got injured in that match, forfeited out, and then forfeited out at Big Ten. So he went into Nationals as a three seed, and he looked perfectly fine showing up at Nationals with the knee problem, uh, Tech fall, and then he beats Crone 6-1, to one, beats Michael Kemmer 6-2, to two, Tech falls, Micah Jordan, and then beats uh, Hidley 6-2 to two in the finals. Yeah. And this is where, like, even with the injury, I, I would argue that this might be the best Nolf out of the, the three titles. I don't know, man. He just it looked good. I've got um, a question. Do y'all think that Jason Nolf was better or worse when it came to March? Um, I don't know. He had a lot. I mean, I'd say the only match that stuck out was obviously that match he almost lost to Hidley that was crazy. I think besides that, he was pretty – he had some close matches, but there's close scores, but I think he handled the matches. But yeah, I don't think he was quite as wide open as he was during the regular season. Like he'd be trying all sorts of crazy stuff during the regular Super season. Super free. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there, you, you got to take into account and you guys obviously know going through multiple NCAA tournaments, like it's different, especially with a guy on that level that just beats up on people when he's got like one duel. You know, he walks out and he's like, I got one match today. That's it. So I'm just going to go full tilt and like try the fun stuff. Like I know I'm levels above this guy. I can do whatever I want versus, you know, I'm going to wrestle this match and then I've got two more today and I've got two tomorrow. And like, yeah, I I, I I don't know. I I mean, I think it depends. I think it's more of a, more of a, you're more cautious at the NCAA tournament. I think that was a bigger thing because honestly, I think I perform better at tournaments like the longer they go on the better i feel the more dominant i get versus 
Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's all just a cost. Like my first time at the NCAA tournament, I probably, my very first match, I was like kind of freaking out and I went out there wrestling super cautious. And then, you know, I kind of learned as you went along, but I think that it's just, especially when he already won a national title, now you're expected to do it again, puts more pressure and you just don't want to do anything to mess that up. So I think that it was more of a caution thing and he probably didn't let it fly quite as much as he normally would. Yeah. No, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Not as much of like, there's a bunch of matches to wrestle, but like, yeah, there's a lot more like caution. Whereas you get one duel and you know, you're better than the guy. Like they just let it loose. Plus at 157, it's like, there's one guy to beat, you know, yeah. it's Jason. No, if you're studying film on them all season, um, yeah. you're getting in their head, you're learning what they're doing. Cause I, I, from the outside ACC, you know, I'm like Seth said, you know, when he was throwing shade, I don't wrestle the hardest schedule. And so when I was cutting weight, I would literally just watch film on Seabass and Spencer. And then when it was just Spencer, it was just Spencer. And so I wasn't even focusing on what was going to happen on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whenever I was wrestling that duel, um, which probably hurt me, I think in the long run. Um, but I was focused on Spencer, like getting in his head, figuring out what he does, like right off the whistle, boom, club, 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 goes super hard in the head fight for the first five seconds. That's hey, how how awesome was that Frank Chimizo clip where he, where they ask him, do you watch film? <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> dude, he is awesome. to train. Dude, I love, yeah. That dude's been, he's always been one of my favorites to watch and his personality is hilarious. It's hard to like, yeah. It was just like being around him. He's just super excited and super locked in at the same time. It's really cool to see. Cause you don't, you don't get that both sides, especially in America. Like, yeah usually someone's locked in and they're like, it looks like they're not having fun, but I'm yeah, sure they yeah. are. But so, yeah, it's really cool to be around. He's obviously considerably, considerably bigger than both of y'all, but like, have you guys actually wrestled with him? I have not. I haven't. I've been around him a lot and my buddy, I've not like Wicks wrestling with him right now out there yeah. training with him, but. Yeah. Uh, but what you guys got for this one? This is got, this is a big one, man. I got Nolf. I got Nolf. Nolf. Nolf's unreal college wrestler. The things he did were just insane, and his pace won him a lot of matches. Even if it was close the first period or two, he kept going and didn't stop. And I think he wins this match. Yeah. What about you, Jack? I I always pass the tough old ones to Earl and like follow his suit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I've, I've had these text conversations with Mason about some of these old guys and Ryan Bertine. We talked about that. Um, he's definitely a guy that uh, has kind of gotten forgotten about a little bit, uh, real good on his feet, uh, good finishes. He's come out the back door, uh, you know, pretty regularly. Um, you know, all that being said, hard to go against Nolf. Um, you know, not a major or anything, but it's Nolf. Is there a guy that we can – like uh, compare Ryan Bertine to to recent guys, maybe even guys that Nolf's wrestled for the younger guys listening. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, how can we set this match up for somebody who obviously wasn't around watching back then? Um, um maybe, maybe a Deacon. I don't know. Maybe not as I think Deacon's probably better on top, but uh kind of similar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Nolf as well. Um, it's one of the all-time greats, man. Jack. All right. All right. Well, we got Nolf. We got 
a decision as well. Um, I think that's a good call for sure. And it's going to be 19, 19 to 3. So This is the one seed, man. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it yesterday, and, like, even when I was making the poll, it was, it was like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, pretty lopsided match going on right now. We're down to our last three matches. Uh, 165 pounds, we're going to have Johnny Hendricks versus Vincenzo Joseph. Seth, why don't you kick us off with Vincenzo? So, this is Vincenzo, sophomore year, um, second title. He goes out as a freshman and um that's when he beats uh beats imar in the finals and then um yeah he does it again the next year for a second title um he wasn't the most dominant guy he wouldn't have the best regular seasons right he, he was not winning big 10 titles but winning national titles every year and um but he, he found a way he really turned it on at the big show found ways to win and um yeah, everybody, everybody knows Vincenzo, goes upper body, hits that inside trip, and uh, good hand fighter. Just doesn't want to go upper body with Marinelli, man. What happened last time they went upper body, dude? Uh, uh, Marinelli won the last one. Yeah, but didn't he put him on his back? What do you mean? He Marinelli? put him on his back. Yeah, didn't Chenzo put him on his back in Carver? Yeah, yeah, yeah in the duel. Yeah. And they went upper body, yeah. Yeah, Marinelli was three and one against Chenzo. Um, but all right, Johnny Hendricks, Jack, fill us in. This is Johnny's sophomore year. He was fifth in 2004, losing to Ryan Bertin and Alex Terrapelli, but he beat Philip Simpson and Travis Paulson. Um, and he was the champ in 05, beating Ryan Torella and Mark Perry to win it. I would say this is his best year because of the controversial victories. Um, and the semis and the finals of the next year. Um, I mean, Johnny was Johnny, one of the greater high school recruits to ever come out. Um, pretty dominant this year. Um, this is prime Johnny for sure. Hey, Earl, how do you, how do you think this would go stylistically? Like Vincenzo's upper body. How would, how would Hendricks handle that? Um, I think, you know, hearing, uh, if you listen to the Mark Perry documentary on flow, you know, he always says that Johnny Hendricks always had man strength and is one of the uh, strongest guys he ever wrestled. So, um, I, and he, he was one that always pushed the pace and had a great gas tank, could uh, you know, continually get into leg attacks. So I feel like he'd, he'd be able to nullify Hendricks, I think from the upper body side. And, uh, I would go with this Hendricks. Um, he, <laughs> Perry beat our favorite Troy Letters in the uh, semifinals this year. Um, and then. You know, Injured we, Troy Letters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Did he win in the 04 match? Was that was one of the deciders? Yeah, I think, uh, I, think uh, he uh, I think he swept it. I don't think anybody picked. Uh, <laughs> oh, he swept it. Yeah, huh? I don't think anybody picked Makai. Yeah. <laughs> uh. mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go Johnny as well. I think he's like a little bit stronger version of Marinelli, and uh, I think that matchup's hard for for Chinzo. We um, we also uh, asked Greg Jones about letters, and he said that he gave him his last two high school losses, and they never wrestled after that. Man, I wish we would have seen him like not get injured for sure. I mean, 
Mason texted us all these crazy stats about how great he was before injury and um, stud, stud. Yeah. He beat Johnny this year, actually. Yeah. I watched the duel. It's on. It's online. You can go watch it. Mm. That's cool. You know who he wouldn't beat? David Taylor. I didn't uh, say he would beat him. Whatever. <laughs> I oh, didn't say that. Hey, don't, don't put words in my mouth, Jacob. Might don't you not do it. Might not get my major, but uh, but he would still win. So, oh yeah, I agree. Um. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I got Johnny Hendricks as well. Seth, yeah. what do you think? I got Vincenzo, man. This dude has a lot of close matches, but the bigger the match, the more this dude showed up. Obviously, Makai was one that, you know, one of the outliers there. But besides that, when this dude needed to win, he won. And um, I don't know. I just think that, that he's just so hard to score and his hips are unreal. I just don't see a way he's getting taken down. And he he's so comfortable winning those co- close matches consistently so i got vincenzo this match but all right earl um, i'm good with johnny yeah all right well it was going to be johnny either way even if you had picked vincenzo the twitter poll is 50.6 percent johnny wow. so it would have won by yeah by that slim of a margin but uh yeah johnny hendrix takes the win um and we'll keep moving 174 pounds where we talked about this one actually last duel um and we're going to get to talk about it again fortunately uh, we have our two no-shows from last duel that are that are actually here today to talk yeah, about they would, have, they would have talked a little sense into you guys yeah, yeah dude what hey, are y'all doing do not do not <laughs> group me in do not group me Jacob, in. Jacob, wrestling integrity is at do stake. Do not group me in because I picked Zahid. So, my God, don't put me in that. Um, what was y'all's reasoning? Don't ask me. Ask Earl. Ask Earl, the wise Earl, one down what, there. What was, your, what was your reasoning? My, my reasoning was Pendleton saying that Zahid would beat him. <laughs> that's it. I, that's, I, I feel like he's too humble. No, dude, they go trash talking back and forth on Twitter, dude. He, no, he no, he just knows. He, just, oh man, he kicked yeah. Askren's butt all the time. Okay, uh, he's, he's, he's a young Askren. Yeah, that is true. And I mean, this is he's a completely freaking different. He's more of a hand fighter, slick sport that just take you down a million times versus Askren was putting himself in a lot of positions that Pendleton knew how to handle. I got to, yeah, I mean, I haven't even talked about him, but so he, uh, real quick, he lost to Mark Hall his freshman year in the finals. And then I think his run that, and then just his year that next year was unbelievable at the NCAA tournament. He gets a major decision against Brucky. He pins Bernstein in 38 seconds close match with Amine and then he beats Mark Hall eight to two I don't think Mark's ever been beat eight to two ever so I think that was just crazy impressive and the, just he was going after him and he didn't need to get more takedowns and he went and got more so I think this is one of the best versions of Zahid and um yeah I got Zahid in this match yeah uh, Jack other end Pendleton Senior Pendleton, three-time All-American. He was third in 03 as the two seed, um, getting upset by Brad Dillon in the quarters, but then he beat Shane, or eventual national champ Shane Webster on the way. 
champ in 2004, beating freshman Funky Ben Askren um, by the margin of 11 to 4. And then he was the champ in 2005, beating Ben Askren 10 to 5. Um, so dominant wins over over Askren. I mean, in the Askren documentary, though, it was like the style matchups were really bad. Like he talks about it. Um, and so well, else, do you have do you have who else he beat in any of those national championships? Yeah, I, I usually just put their like notable wins. So I'll look at this one real quick. Yeah. Um, I... he beat. Joe Mazurko in the semis. Jake Herbert was seated fourth. Um, Pete Fredell was seated third. Um, but this was his score. So he went pin over J.J. Holmes from Eastern Michigan, a decision win over Daniel Waters from American 14-10, and then a tech fall in the quarters, a tech fall in the semis, and then 10-5 to in the finals. That's a weird random 14-10 to match in there. Yeah, that is weird. It's pin... Tech tech and then dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that uh Pendleton on social media even said uh that Zahid would whoop him. He he came out initially and was like having some fun and he was like Pendleton by major decision easy. Uh, mm-hmm. and then he walked it back, was like, No, nah, I'm just kidding. Zahid would definitely whoop me. <laughs> Arrow thought he was trying to use some reverse psychology. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, trying to be, he's humble. He's trying to be humble. Yeah, I don't know about that humble. All right. Like, I, there's definitely some truth to that, in my opinion. I, I would love to see those two dudes go at it at practice for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to lean Zahid on this one for sure. Dude's incredible. I've got Zahid as well. Yeah. He just was a different animal. Him and Bo, I remember just being like, what the hell are they doing? How are they this good? Like, <laughs> I want I want to know what they're doing because, I mean, they were great in high school, but they jumped so many levels after their freshman year. Just were on different planets. Yeah. Earl, if you pick differently, I um, swear <laughs> – I'm, I'm maintaining my wrestling integrity, although um, I do like this version of Zahid better than 2019, which is the one we talked about the other day. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Pendleton just to just to maintain my my integrity. Fair enough. Pop <laughs> <Hop> out. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we got Zahid uh, with the the rightful win here, even though Earl is is crazy. Um, but 22 to 6 for 2018 heading into wild. the final match. Um, absolute blowout of the number one seed. Um, so, last match, though, going to be is crazy. I mean, uh, two of the, the greatest of all time, looking back over the last 20 years, we have Greg Jones of West Virginia from 2005 and Bo Nickel, 2018. Um, was the eventual Hodge Trophy winner in 2019. So, Jack, start us off. Who is Greg Jones for the youngins listening to the show? So this is three-time national champ Greg Jones. He won in 02, beating uh, UFC superstar Josh Koscheck in the semis, and then Greg Parker from Princeton in the finals. Champ in 04, beating Ben Helzer in the finals. Um, he was actually a Texas guy. Um, in a bracket where Jake Rochelle got third. So Rochelle lost to Hauser in the semis. Um, and then he was the champ in 05, 
uh, beating Matt Pell of Missouri in the quarters, and then Tyler Bear from uh, Cornell in the finals. All right, Seth, who's Bo Nickel? It's this Bo Nickel's junior year, and this is his second NCAA title, beating Miles Martin. Um, freshman year, he lost to Miles Martin in that crazy match, and then this is the year he stuck Miles Martin. Um, the year before that, in the finals in 2017, he beat Gabe Dean um, four to three. After everybody thought Gabe Dean was pretty pretty much untouchable, and um, he kind of stopped his streak, won his national title, and uh, never looked back after that. He won. He went two more undefeated seasons, and uh, yeah. So this is Bo Nichols' junior year. Got to remember his interview after this is what we do no. that was awesome uh coming to penn state to win national titles but yeah um I, this is this is a cool match um i really would enjoy seeing this one both of these guys are just so good on their feet and just different aspects i don't know um I, i'm gonna kick it earl what do you think well i, I wanted to reiterate uh, for the uh jack and seth uh, Jacob asked Greg if he ever wrestled uh, Kale Sanderson, mm -hmm. and he said how uh, leading up to the Olympics, uh, they brought him in to the OTC to wrestle some simulation matches, and he thinks he lost probably 16 to 12, which I feel like would be incredible. We're talking about trying, trying to get our hands on footage like that. Yeah. Holy smokes. I would have loved to see that match. Yeah. I was, um, I was expecting you to say something like he got smoked. Yeah. Honestly. Well, he's he's a very confident guy too. So like I asked him about other guys, like Damian Hahn and like other dudes that are in the duel, and he's like, Yeah, I beat that guy. Like I, I beat him every time. And like it just every time you ask about somebody and you got to Kale, he goes, Yeah, I lost that one, but it was like I think like sixteen to twelve, like really good match. Um yeah, I I would pay money to get my hands on that match. That shocks me. Man, I was thinking Bo, but after hearing that, senior Greg Jones versus junior Bo Nickel. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards Greg. Um, you know, he was kind of the probably the best offensive guy of this generation on his feet. Um, you know, we, we talked about it last time. He didn't really blow people out. So, this, you know, the major decisions, the bonus point, you know, he didn't really tear up the stat sheets like that. Uh, he'd win these matches like 10-5, uh, you know, something like that. Um, I, I think I think he'd be able to avoid the positions where Bo is strongest and uh, be able to get a couple takedowns. Greg's also on the uh, one of the short lists of guys that won more national titles than state titles. He won two state titles in high school and won three national titles. So did did y'all happen to ask or know why he only has three? Like I can't. It, was he in the NCAA tournament another year? Yeah, he went, uh, I think, two and two in uh, the 2000, what is it, three One. tournament? Sophomore year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sophomore year. 2003. Um, yeah, let's look at it. I did a podcast with him some years back, and he just said that there's like a lot of pressure, you know, mounting. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he would beat these guys that were ranked 12th in the nation by like four or five points and kind of beat himself up for, you know, not dominating them. And it just kind of mounted. And he told me a story about, uh, you know, getting to the, the tournament the day before and, um, 
you know, just not feeling it and not being able to find a bathroom, you know, and just letting all these little things just kind of build up to him. And uh, yeah, he ended up going two and two. And I think uh, uh, it was Rashad Evans, the UFC superstar that ended up knocking him out of the tournament when he's wrestling for Michigan State. Yep, yeah, that's it. I'm looking at it right now. He was the one seed. He lost some tiebreakers to Ralph Everett um, in the first match. And then he went back on the backside, beat a Bloomsburg guy, and then the Northern Iowa guy, Juan, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's H-A-U-A-N, um, who ended up being the guy that Pendleton teched in the quarter is in 05, um, and then losing to Rashad Evans. Yeah. Who won that bracket? Robbie Waller, and the two seed was Chris Pendleton, and he ended up getting third. Yeah, Robbie think, Waller beat Carl Fraunhofer in the final. That uh, I mean that definitely sucks, you know, that he was he wasn't able to get the four. Um, but like you're saying, like I think something hanging over you that much and like all that stress building up, like it's almost like obviously it sucks that he didn't get to get four. But I think that losing kind of took all that pressure off of him, and he was able to just wrestle for those last two years, you know. As someone that had a sophomore slump as well. I think that, like, I was working so hard my freshman year, and, like, by the end of it, and I didn't get what I wanted, I was like, holy crap, how am I going to keep this up for four years, you know? And so, like, I, like, started relaxing a little bit more and not working, like, as hard as I was, and uh, it really bit me in the butt because I was, like, wrestling was my idol, so I was just putting everything in there. And then when I didn't get what I wanted, I was so let down. I was just like, F it, (laughs) you know? And then I reevaluated, and that's when I got a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so who, who's going to make the first call here? Because I ain't doing it. I got Greg. I think All that right. he's just too dominant. Hearing the KO results were honestly absurd, too. I really want to know how the, the nickel-kale matches go. You know, obviously that's a different time period, right? You know, Kale's probably still, you know, incredible, probably still doesn't lose to anybody, right? But I think it, it definitely – I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I think that – I'm just thinking that the Greg Jones versus Kale match is probably different. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That would have been awesome. Woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, almost ate crap in my chair. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I, I literally just bought new chairs because I broke my other one. So I almost just broke this one. That's great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I just think Kale was probably on a different level. And so even if – I don't know. Depending on how the, the bow nickel matches are going now, I, I still think that Kale was probably better that was wrestling Greg. Um, I'm going to go Greg as well. I'm interested to hear how, how a nickel-Kale match goes now, though. That's my whole point. I don't know. I, I don't know now, but I, I've heard from, you know, early like Taylor Ruth days that uh, Kale and Casey Cunningham would just kind of wreck shop on those guys and like make jokes about where they're going to eat for dinner as they're like pinning them. You know, but... that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got Greg and, and Jack's got Greg. Seth, what do you got? Earl's got Greg. I can't even make a decision on this one, man. I, I'm, 
I'm like at the point where I just got to flip a coin, but I'll go. Ooh, I'll just go with Greg then too. I'm jumping on board. <laughs> I gotta gotta yell at Twitter though because Twitter has 72% Bo Nickel. Like that yeah. is the most recency bias vote I think I've seen. Because I'm you know, not saying that that it's wrong for a Bo to have the Twitter vote, but like it shouldn't be this lopsided. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and and Greg's not from like one of these Penn State, Oklahoma State, Iowa that has a huge fan base. It's gonna flood the picks. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No doubt. But Greg takes the win, um, and fortunately gets 2005 another win. Um, but it was not enough to stop this 2018 team from making the finals. Uh, so we're gonna have the the 2018 team. We're gonna have Seth Gross in the finals yet again um but yeah uh, that not 19 nine right yeah. um <laughs> trying to make it a little bit nicer for them but i guess you know this what it is i so, can't believe it that team is loaded from top to bottom no holes and there's just like so many dudes that were just dominant too like the three the three penn staters that nolf rutherford and nickel were just so dominant those years too mm-hmm. yeah and then you got the two freshman phenoms and Spencer and Yanni. Dude. It's, uh, it's just... and, an, and an Olympic champ down there bringing up the end. <laughs> yeah. About that guy. Quite a beat down. I'm going to take a picture of it real quick for the folks on social media to, to get mad about or, or happy or whatever they want to do. Um, but, yeah. That uh, exciting duel, guys. Uh, I'm – happy that we got to do it and happy that we got a recent team in the finals no matter what uh, but the other one's going to be super fun as well and we're going to be doing that one on Thursday morning um, it is going to be the number two seed 2013 uh, versus the number 14 seed 2004 um, got guys on the 2004 team like Troy Letters, Pendleton, Greg Jones, Damian Hahn, Tommy Rollins um, Jesse Jansen, a lot of just studly dudes on this team. Uh, so it's it's going to be a fun one, too. And we should – is it possible that we see the 14 seed out of 16 make the finals? It, it is definitely a possibility. I don't know. That 2013 team is freaking stacked. Oh, for sure. I don't know if they're getting past that team. I don't know, man. Some of these matchups – yeah, some of these matchups are could definitely lean the other way. Um, I mean, I'm seeing at least three that I'm going 2004 on right off the top of my head. So we'll, we'll see which way it goes. But um, this was fun, guys. And uh, hopefully next show, maybe we'll have some news on a new match on the, on the flow card, whether it be RBY Jack or if Seth decides to step in. And, We're wrestling at 70 kilos if that's the case, huh, Seth? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I ain't that big, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm messing around. Yeah. No, it'll be fun, though, either way. And hopefully we get a good one. Uh, but that's it from us here at the HMA Fantasy Team. And we're looking forward to this next tool. We'll see you guys next time. Later, everybody.